Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy's Whining with Karen Ward. She is um, associated with a lot of different wine brands. And today we're going to have the privilege of tasting some of them with us as she kind of walks us through everything from some inexpensive wines, white wines and red wines to some luxurious. Hope you enjoy. So for today's wine tasting, I have the pleasure of having Karen Ward. She is going to be introducing us to several different wines. We wanted to cover um, all different kinds of facets of wine gifting from the inexpensive to the very elegant. Uh, We are going to be starting off with the Chateau St. Jean at a price point of about $25. So it's perfect for that introductory wine gift and um, for table wines for a presentation. So tell us a little bit about this wine and what we're going to be tasting today. So first off, a really quick introduction to Chateau Saint-Jean, if you haven't listened to a prior blog. (laughs) Um, Chateau Saint-Jean was started in 1973 in Sonoma County, and they were the pioneers of single vineyard Chardonnays. So today what we're going to be trying are two of their most popular single vineyard Chardonnays. It's their Beltaire Chardonnay and the Robert Young Chardonnay. And they're both made in very different styles. So LB and I and some of her friends are going to be tasting them um, together so we can really talk about the differences between the two. I love that. Um, for our wine geeks, tell us a little bit, if you can, real quickly about what impact a single vineyard Chardonnay has. So what a single vineyard Chardonnay or any single vineyard um, estate grown or anything that comes off of one vineyard, doesn't matter whether it's Chardonnay, Cabernet, Merlot, whatever, it's going to be um, very characteristic of that vineyard that you um, pick the grapes from. So, for instance, if you have a large range of grapes that you buy along the whole Sonoma coast, you're going to get a medley of characteristics. But if you pick one off of a specific vineyard on the Sonoma coast in the Alexander Valley, it's going to have its own designated characteristics. And so you're going to get more of that Coming through. Coming through. So things like the soil and how it's affecting the grape is going to be very specific on the palate compared to a medley. Yes. How close it is to the water, the cooler climate versus warmer climates. When it was picked. Got it. Okay. So let's get to tasting. What are we starting off with today? So we're going to start off with the Robert Young Chardonnay. This Chardonnay um, does not go through malolactic fermentation, which the majority of all Chardonnays do on some level. Um, so you're, it's going to be a rich Chardonnay because it is um, aged in, in barrels, but at the same time, it's not going to be so buttery um, and milky. So it'll be a little bit crisper. I love that. I was uh, wine tasting with the gentleman, his name's Corey, who got me started off in wines about 10 years ago, and we were tasting Chardonnays, and he, he figured out what it was that I didn't like about the buttery oakery. It's the mala, malolactic yeah, fermentation. fermentation that I don't like. Yep, yep. <laughs> And all reds go through it, and the majority of Chardonnays go through it as well. So it's... Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. It has a very crispness to it. 
yeah, and a nice like round palette of oak as well. And is actually my personal favorite Chateau Saint Jean Chardonnay um, that they do make. So I enjoy it a lot. Awesome. And you were saying this is the sh um, Chardonnays are really popular during the holidays because of the range of foods that they, the, the broad range of foods that they go with. Correct. I mean, you can have Chardonnay with turkey, you can have it with salmon, you can have it with lobster, crab, chicken. I mean, you can even have a very buttery and oaky Chardonnay with steak if you wanted to. Or roast. Or roast or anything that you want. And Chardonnay is the top selling varietal out there. So it's, it's always a good pick to have as a gift to give to someone or at your dinner table during the holidays. Awesome. Now, speaking of gifts, I know a lot of times people have a hard time going, okay, I'm going to this friend's house. It's a dinner party. You know, how do I pick a wine? Um, you know, we're doing these shows because we're going to give you some great ideas on some wine ideas on certain price points and certain types. But what are some rules of thumb? Like when you go to grab a bottle of wine, being a little bit more well-versed with all these different wines, what do you, what do you usually gravitate towards when you're going to someone's house or what do you think about? Um, so probably the first thing that I think about is kind of who that person is that I'm going to go visit, kind of know what they, I, you should know, probably know what they like. Um, and I try to, depending on whether or not they're like more beginning wine drinkers versus, you know, people who are wine collectors and go to tastings, advanced palates, advanced palettes, sommeliers, whatever. Um, I try to gauge kind of what I know that they're going to like and I go towards those price points. Or if I don't know, it's okay, I'm going to bring something that I know that I like and bring it I mean and share it yeah, yeah. share so it you're sharing a piece of what you like yeah and I mean it does I don't think it really matters what varietal that you want to bring whatever you, I mean yeah it, it really doesn't matter I mean think about what you're gonna have for dinner if you want them to open it that night if it's more of a gift for them to keep till later just something fun love that yeah okay so this next wine that we're tasting is also by Chateau Saint or yes Chateau Saint Jean um, tell us about this one so this one is their belt hair Chardonnay um, it's off a vineyard in the Alexander Valley, and it um, does go through malolactic fermentation, so it's going to be a lot more buttery. There's going to be more oak. It's going to have more of like a milky um, mouthfeel to it. Uh, so, yeah, and it's the same price as the Robert Young. And this one's made in more of a Burgundian wine style. Okay. So, yeah, I, I got a chance to taste this. It's funny because it does taste um, – I can definitely taste the differences. But it seems, interestingly enough, a little bit smoother. The other one had a little bit more of that citrus punch to it, even though I don't know that I would use the word citrus for the Chardonnay. But this one has more of a smoother and, like you're saying, a little bit fuller yeah. feeling in your it's, mouth. It's the malolactic fermentation that's giving it more of that, that um, silky or whatever, however you were describing it, mouthfeel. Yeah, that fuller mouthfeel. Yeah. Wow, and actually this one doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know me so well to pick the wines that I can enjoy. Do you have a savvy business or product you'd like to share with our listeners? Contact us at sociallysavvybtr at gmail.com or our Facebook page, Socially Savvy, for more information on how we can share you. Make every event better because you were there. Socially yours, LB Duchess. So again, I have Karen Ward here, and she's going to be telling us about this next tasting that we are doing. It is also a Chardonnay, and it is by Behringer. So this one, just real quickly, Behringer has been around Napa Valley for a long, 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 long time. It started in 1876, and it's actually the longest-running Napa Valley winery um, in Napa Valley. 
go figure. Um, because during Prohibition, they were able to make sacramental wine when a lot of other wineries did it. Oh, smart. Yeah, so it's kind of a fun little known fact. Um, Luminous, we just came out with a Luminous Chardonnay about, oh gosh, eight months ago probably. It's um, a new tier of wine for the Behringer. It's one of their luxury wines. The price point's right around 35 I believe. Um, LB's going to check that on that for me. Um, but yeah. luminous means light. It's if you know anything about Behringer, we have a bunch of different levels of different tiers of Chardonnays, and our highest, highest Chardonnay that we have is our private reserve Chardonnay. Super oaky, super buttery, big, huge, true to Napa Valley Chardonnays. Where you think of Rombauer when you think of that. Um, luminous is a step down from that. It's also one of our luxury Chardonnays, but it um, is a lot lighter on the palate so it goes through malolactic and all that kind of stuff but it has a beautiful 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 balance between the crisp fruit and the oakiness to it so i call it a very i call it a middle ground chardonnay so if you're not a huge chardonnay fan you'll, you'll probably like it and if you love that oaky butteriness you'll probably like it too you're gonna enjoy it. right in the middle there Got you. I love that you brought up some of the, of the history because when you're talking about wine gifting, that's a really cool thing, facet to pull in, especially if, like we were talking earlier, you don't know something about the people you're going to visit or it's a very eclectic crowd. It's fun to bring in a wine that has a little bit of a story to tell. It creates conversation and I think it just makes the gifting of the wine um, a, a more fuller package. It does. And, you know, another thing to look at when you're picking out a wine for a present or not, like scores, scores are important. And there are a lot of wineries out there that have over the years numerous different scores, awards, and that plays a part in like whether or not something's going to be good at the end of the day because it, it goes to the quality of the product. Yeah. Yeah. And you can always look at, on top of that, one more other thing, you can look at publications and stuff like Wine Spectator, Wine Enthusiast, Wine and Spirits, The Wine Advocate. And you can pick, they, every year they publish lists of their top 100 wines. That's another great way to look at uh, gifting different wines to people. Oh, I love that. Now, tasting this one, it has, it's funny because I have just started my wine study. So a lot of the terminology, I'm probably using it not the right way as if you were a wine snob, what you would say. But to me, this has more of an acidic front note to it. Yep, I agree. It, you're going to get a lot of like apple and... Um, yeah. The fruits yeah, that you would typically find in the Chardonnay, but then it has a beautiful, beautiful finish of oak. Yeah. No, it settles in really, really nicely. The color is gorgeous, too. Yeah. It's a Chardonnay I will drink an entire glass of. <laughs> and that's for us, <laughs> not loving Chardonnays or not being our primary wine of choice, that's a big deal. <laughs> pop chips. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping all the fake stuff and at least half the fat of regular chips out. They take the finest natural, delicious ingredients, add a little heat and pressure, and pop, it's a chip. You can find them at a grocery store near you or online at www.popchips.com. We are going to be trying a Pinot Noir. I'm going to have her tell you about it only because I want to make sure I don't botch the name. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the brand is Etude. Um, it's a small winery. It's not a very large winery in uh, the Carneros region um, in California. So it's cooler climates. So it's a great uh, growing region for Pinot Noirs. And Etude is known for making Pinot Noirs. And they've started making Pinot Noirs um, through different regions throughout California. They're even coming out with an Oregon Pinot Noir as oh, well. Oh, wow. Um, so 
that's pretty much what they're known for. A little bit later, we'll be tasting the Etude uh, Cabernet, which they also make uh, Cabernets very well, but they're known for their Pinot Noir. So we're trying the Etude uh, Pinot Noir. It's off of their own uh, vineyards called the Grace Benoit uh, Ranch in Carnero. So it's estate-grown, very small production of it. The winemaker's been there for quite a while. His name is John Priest. He's actually from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, so I would say cool, our, our wine geeks would know that name. A cool little uh, insight. But yeah, so they very simplistic, very sustainable. Um, they start with, you know, everything from working on the grapes in the vineyard to the time that it's bottled, so they don't do a lot of extra stuff to the grapes. So it's very characteristic of the vineyard, and it's very simple. I um, have not drank a lot of Pinot Noirs, but, you know, we've done some white tasting today and um, previously. And so to move on into the reds is, of course, my favorite happy spot. Uh, but what is it about a Pinot Noir that uh, makes it kind of stand out compared to somebody who has drank m basically maybe Merlots or Cabernets, that kind of thing? So it's a lighter style red wine. Um, it's not big, bold, super spicy it's more fruit, juicy. It's juicy. It's more fruit forward. Um, depending on where you get your Pinot Noir, whether it's California versus Oregon versus the western side of Washington, which is very hard to grow Pinot Noirs, I think, in Washington. But you're going to get def different characteristics. I think Oregon Pinot Noirs are a lot more fruit forward, where the California ones have a little bit more earthiness and a little bit yeah. more spice um, on the palate, along with like your typical cherry, like red cherry, raspberry blackberry uh, flavor notes. So yeah, just light, lighter style is the easiest way to define it. And it's great with like turkeys and hams, yeah. chicken, the, that salmon. That person who wants the red yeah. wine with their turkey dinner because yeah. they're not a big white wine fan. Yeah. Um, and the price point on this is an impressive one for somebody if you're taking in the uh, a nice bottle of wine. It ends up being like right around $40, I believe. Yep, it's a $40 Pinot Noir, which for a Pinot Noir out of California, that's a very great value. Awesome. Kind Bars, a kind, healthy snack brand of all-natural foods made from ingredients you can see and pronounce. Find them at your local grocery store or at www.kindsnacks.com. This message brought to you by Brandon Elkins. I have Karen Ward with me, and we are going to be trying her Waymaker Red. I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about this while I taste it. <laughs> Okay, so Waymaker Red is a new wine for Behringer. We just released it about a month ago. It's a very limited quantity. Um, we sell it currently at Safeway stores and McCarthy and Shearing. Um, outside of that, it's um, so new that we're not in a lot of other locations, but it's definitely worth searching for or asking your steward for. It is a uh, red blend from Pasa Robles from our Kamada Hill Vineyards. And if you've ever had... Um, the Behringer Knights Valley Cabernet, the Waymaker Red Blend sits along in that same uh, tier of wines, and it retails for about uh, twenty dollars, twenty to twenty-two dollars a bottle, depending on um, where you buy it at. So it's an excellent uh, red blend. It's made in the way I believe a red blend should be made. So it's a real red blend. It's not doesn't have any residual sugar. Yeah, it doesn't have any residual sugar in it. So it's you know it's like. People used to make red blends that you're, yeah. you're going to find in the $20 uh, red wine. And it's made up uh, predominantly of Syrah, and then there's some Cabernet Merlot and Malbec in it. So it's a blend of four different grapes. It has a very light, mellow, and smooth nose on it. So it's not overwhelming when you first take a whiff of it. Yeah, I agree. It's very berry. 
a lot of berry and like red fruits and cherry and yeah. Yeah, and for the price point, this is great for, like, I love to have my table wine that I drink, you know, like a glass in the evenings or when a girlfriend comes over. We're not doing anything great. We're just, maybe we're out pulling weeds in the back or maybe we're having, you know, appetizers like tonight. Just fun, affordable red wine. Yeah, and, you know, and if, you know, you're going to someone's house for dinner and they don't tell you to bring anything but you want to bring some kind of a housewarming gift, I mean, a $20 bottle of wine is a perfect gift and it's Behringer, so it's a well-known brand name with quality and value and... It's a beautiful bot pro bow on it and bring it on over. Love it. Thanks. Nordstrom Gallery, located in the heart of downtown Bellevue, across from the Hyatt and Joey's, is the perfect place to check out local artists to make your house feel like a home. Buy art. It makes you feel better. We are going to be talking about some high-end wines. These are great for giving as a gift that is really impressive, especially for somebody who loves wine. Um, it's, you know, odds are if they are not predominantly California wine drinkers, they're not going to have this in their cellar. So this is a fun piece to give to somebody that you really want to impress or if you know that they have um, a nose or, or what we like to call wine geeks. Uh, this one is priced at about $60, and um, I just think it has a beautiful presentation. So tell us a little bit about this wine. So this wine is another Behringer wine. It's um, is called Quantum. It's a red wine blend, um, 2011 vintage from Napa Valley. And this is actually part of our Distinction Series tier, so higher than where you would find Knights Valley, Napa Valley, but below our private reserve. And um, it's our artisanal, I can never say that, artisanal wine. I can never, artisanal. I can artisanal. never say that word, right? <laughs> I love um, that. Show, and it, sh it showcases the best of our estates. So... The, all of the grapes from this wine are um, picked off of the vineyards that Behringer owns in the Napa Valley region. And what Lori does, our winemaker, is she'll go and she'll pick the blocks that she thinks will showcase the best in this wine. Um, and it's predominantly a Cabernet-based blend. I love this. Um, one of the things that I wanted to touch base on is... If you're going to be serving these elevated wines, your $50, $60, $80, wines, um, this is where you really want to kind of be aware of some of the nuances if you're new to wine tasting, um, but you're really wanting to impress some of the nuances of how you serve it. Um, you know, if you're going to be throwing a party, you definitely want to make sure that you have your red wine glasses and your white wine glasses. And I, for me personally, I feel like that is important no matter what kind of event you're throwing. But when you get into these really beautiful wines that there's been so much that has been put into them, um, the thought has also been put in the presentation of these wines to make sure that the aromas are released properly so that you get the notes in the way that they're meant to, um, come to your senses as well as um, how it breathes. So you start getting into varietal specific glasses like we were talking about before, where if you really, really want to make a, a big impression, um, you can have go to the um, wine stores and say, hey, I'm going to be serving a, a high-end uh, Cabernet, a Pinot, and um, I don't know, maybe a Malbec, something that's untraditional. And they'll tell you, okay, these are the types of glasses that you're going to want to be serving them in. And then they'll tell you why, because it does, in fact, change your experience. Um, can you explain a little bit about how that experience can adjust just with a wine glass? So at the end of the day, it's all about the shape of the wine glass and I would even say what the wine glass is made up of, whether it's thick glass or all the way up to like a breathable crystal. 
and it's just what it does is it just gives the wine once you pour it it just it makes the wine breathe differently so you're going to get different aromas so when you when someone gives you a cabernet glass versus a bordeaux glass versus a chardonnay glass the intent is that that wine that wine glass is shaped in a way that's going to bring out the best aromas and the best characteristics of the wine that should be in that glass so you're going to it should um, open up open up make it a more pleasurable experience with the wine that you're drinking and really showcase what the wine truly is all about. Now, as far as decanting goes, um, I know a lot of restaurants, they'll decant it obviously right there at your table. Um, what I don't know what your rule of thumb is, but mine typically is if I'm serving a high-end wine and I'm not as familiar with it, I will go to the websites and see what they suggest for decanting for how much time do they suggest decanting it before serving it? Because sometimes depending on um, if it's an older wine and it's laid down for a while, sometimes they say, don't decant it, just pour it straight. Um, other times they say, let it breathe for, you know, an hour, two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah, I would, I mean, usually like if I'm out to dinner, I rely on, usually if you're going to buy a $100 plus bottle of wine at a restaurant, the yeah. sommelier is going to know, know whether or not to decant it or not. Um, so I would typically ask them or they'll ask you if you want to and you you can always ask, you know, hey, well, what would you do if you were the one drinking this wine? Um, at my house, I probably would, I think it's probably better to look it up. But I, me personally, I probably would just decant it. Because yeah. I, I mean, unless there's a reason why you really shouldn't, it's going to enhance the flavors and the aroma of the wine. If it's only a couple years old, 10 years old, it's not, it's not going to hurt the wine. It'll just make it better. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I am loving this because I love the aromas, and this is where you start to taste that distinction. Um, people will say, well, is there really that big of a difference between a $20 wine and a $60 wine? And, and there really is. This is where you start to see very specifics about the notes. They're not, I hate to use the word convoluted, but sometimes in your younger wines and in um, your less expensive, there's a lot going on. Whereas you get in the more expensive, you can really taste the individual nuances and enjoy um, what the winemaker was trying to say, the story behind the wine. Correct. I mean, literally the higher, usually the higher price wines that you go into, there's a reason for it. And it's, you're going to get the best of whatever, you know, vineyard region that's coming out of. So you're really going to get the characteristics that you should be tasting in a Cabernet from Napa Valley versus a Cabernet from California. Wow. Thanks so much. Sitting here with Karen Ward, enjoying a barrage of wines. We've been wine tasting all afternoon so that we could share with our socially savvy listeners all kinds of wines to be ready for the holidays and just any kind of event, pretty much. Uh, we're finishing it off with an amazing bottle of wine. It is an $80 price point, so this one is definitely one of those that you're not going to want to serve to people who are not wine savvy because um, they're probably not going to know what they're drinking. <laughs> but uh, it has just an elegance about it, so please tell us about it. So what we're uh, trying right now is our Etude Cabernet. It's an 09 vintage, so 2009. So it um, has been in the bottle for quite some time now. My math is bad, but what's that like? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Um, and it's from uh, Napa Valley. So it's very true to the Napa Valley uh, Cabernet characteristic. So it's a very bold wine, a lot of spice, a lot of tannins. Um, but because it is an 09, some of those tannins, tannins have um, subsided. So it's not overly um, 
green, I guess is what I would say. Well, and when you get into these types of wines and you start going into the nose where the nose is just so soft and then you go to taste it and it is so mellow and smooth and you'll get little bites that are indicative of a Cabernet. Uh, but oh, what a beautiful! Now this is would be perfect with your heady, you know, big meats like your steaks and Prime roasts. Ribs. Yeah, Prime ribs would be a great one with it. Yeah, lamb, lamb. I would say it would almost be a pity to cook with it, but can you imagine cooking with this? <laughs> <laughs> I would not cook with this. <laughs> I have never seen the value in using a more expensive wine to cook with. <laughs> flavors. I guess it all comes down yeah. to the flavors. So for depending on what you're giving wine for, whether it be to somebody new as a housewarming present, um, bringing it to a party, or if you are going to an elevated function, there's definitely a wine for every type of um, event this season. If you have questions and are looking for answers as far as trying to figure out what kinds of wines or where you want to go with them, you know, we hope we've provided you with some answers. Some of the other great resources that you can go to, like Karen had told us about, are check out your top 100 wines in your region, um, how they scored. Uh, Those are always great go-tos. You don't have to worry too much about it. Um, A lot of grocery stores and um, high-end wine stores now have their own sommeliers that you can make appointments with sometimes. Sometimes they're on the premises, so you can walk in. Um, and you can sit down and say, hey, this is the kind of event I'm doing. Um, I'd really like to make an impression. What kind of wines would you suggest? Yeah, and uh, and if, you know, if even if it's like a grocery store with a steward or a small, uh, small fine wine shop where, you know, local people own it, if you go in there and you talk to them about what you're looking for, if there's a specific wine that you want or you want them to choose it for you, they can always order in, even if they don't have it in the store. They will do that for you. So they can special order for you as well. That's awesome. So if there's any of the wines that you've heard on our show today that you would like to try, um, definitely go to your local grocery store, tell them what it is you're looking for, and they will bring it in for you. Perfect. Thanks for listening to today's Whining with Karen Ward. We want to thank today's sponsors, Behringer, Chateau Saint-Jean, Etude, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, and Advanced Skin and Body Solutions. Remember to make every event better because you were there and have a socially savvy week. Socially yours, LB Duchess. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.